You're listening to Big Trouble in Little Vagina. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation Atlanta, and welcome back for another installment of Big Trouble in Little Vagina, the talk that makes your body rock. Our program, as always, is dedicated to helping you find that most important, most elusive, and most precious of all things, the perfect orgasm. And we've spent a great deal of time getting so very intimate with each other. But in case you're new, I am the naughty mistress with the mostest, the melodic goddess of getting it on, and the very deviant diva, naughty Nicole Delacroix. And the only thing that I will ever ask of you, my dear sweet listeners, is that you keep an open mind, put aside what you think you know, sit back and relax, and we will run down this crazy road of life together. And don't ever forget, orgasms are nature's way of saying, life sucks ass, but here, have a little candy. Now, before I jump into today's episode, I do want to remind all you naughty little listeners out there, you know who you are, that if you're searching for some real naughtiness on the internet, then make sure your destination is our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys. Because by being a Renegade listener, they are going to give you one hell of a deal. Use special offer code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-69. They're going to give you 50% off of one item. And that's not all. No, 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 there's more, my little lovelies. They're going to throw in some free shipping for you. Three very choice adult movies to get you in the mood. And a very special Renegade-only listener gift. And let me tell you this, the folks over at Adam and Eve Toys really do know how to treat you right. So make sure you head on over there today and pick up something really naughty for someone you love. Like me. Also, don't forget that the Renegade Talk Radio Network is growing every single day. We've got a brand new website and it's so much easier to find all your favorites. So make sure you've got it bookmarked. And don't forget to check out all the other fascinating and provocative shows on the website. And don't forget, there's more great talk radio on its way to you. So make sure you're checking back daily and you've got it bookmarked because I promise you this, you do not want to miss what's coming up next. And on today's episode of Big Trouble in Little Vagina, well, I am not mincing words today. I'm pissed. No, I don't have a bug up my butt about the election, even though this particular bug could be considered election adjacent. It's not about who won or who lost or any of the carnage. No, today's burr in my saddle is directed at the whiny ass special little snowflake people. The ones that believe that they should get an award just for fucking showing up and gracing the rest of us with their mere presence. Now, I assumed that there would be the regular belly aching and bitching about who won, who lost, nonsense and all of that good shit. But the story that I'm about to parlay to you lovely listeners takes the bloody fucking cake. So, I was trolling along on my Facebook feed, as I tend to do, and I came across a story that a friend of mine, and yes, before you ask, she is a hardcore political, and 
kind of a little bit of a sadist because she loves to fuck with me. And she thought that this story was going to be funny to share with me because she knows it pushes my buttons. It seems that Wednesday was one of the hardest days on record for many of the young liberals in our country. And it was apparently so difficult for our East Coast academic liberals who were sure beyond confident their candidate was going to waltz through the election on Tuesday. You can imagine all the diaper-filling, whiny baby-ass crying that stirred the halls as Donald Trump was announced as the 45th President of the United States. So much so that one Yale professor decided to make his economics midterm optional. What. The. Fuck. Seriously, dude? I mean, what a genuine show of compassion, right? I mean, how can we possibly expect a progressive liberal to take an exam under these circumstances? It's just not fair. It's just so hard being an overprivileged asshat douchebag these days that these special little fucking snowflakes actually had the audacity to write pleas to their professors to cancel exams. And the truly terrifying part of the story, yeah, some of these educators actually acquiesced and canceled their exams or made them optional. Are you fucking kidding me? Now, the turd of the story starts with a Yale Econ 115 professor who made his midterm optional after students wrote in expressing shock about the presidential elections. And he wrote back to them saying, I am getting many heartfelt notes from students who are in shock over the election returns and fear rightly or wrongly for their own families and are requesting that the exam be postponed. Fearing for their families? Seriously, are you fucking kidding me with this bullshit? Now, of course, critics of the optional exam policy feel like the Ivy League students are being shortchanged, and I happen to be one of them. Yale is, first and foremost, an institution of higher learning. Now, listen up, my special little snowflake motherfuckers. There's a lesson to be taken from Trump's victory. This is an epic, teachable moment. There are valuable life lessons that come from gracefully accepting loss, and there are certainly economic impacts to the Trump victory that would make for an interesting conversation with your students. Not to mention that you Yale professors are not doing these kids any favors by allowing them to wallow in this self-pity. Shouldn't college prepare young men and women to be valuable citizens of the world? I mean, what the fuck did you just teach them? That if they fake emotional distress, that they can get out of life? And if they're not faking it, well, then you're not helping them cope for anything that actually happens out in the real fucking world. What the fuck is wrong with you? Listen up, special snowflakes. Life doesn't revolve around you. And guess what? Out here in the real world, shit happens. And you suck it up, buttercup, and move the fuck on. You don't always get your way, the hero doesn't always get the girl, and there are no sick days for emotional trauma from elections. 
either learn to deal with the fact that there are billions of stars out there all circling around one fixed point in space, and guess what? That point is not you! Or do the rest of the world a favor and do not procreate. Ever. I mean, seriously, I mean this. Do not. Tie your fucking tubes, get a vasectomy, shut that shit down. We do not need any more whiny-ass, good-for-nothing, lazy, and special snowflake-feelings people in this world. This is the end of political correctness, and you either deal with it or get the fuck out. In case you didn't know it, let me spell it out for you. We, the people, are not stupid, quite contrary to your belief. And we, the people, reject your power-hungry, lying, criminal, in a bad, boxy, and overpriced pantsuit. Scrolling through my social media, I see all the liberals and celebrities simply melting the fuck down. Writing things like, I don't know how we consistently underestimated the quiet endurance of racism in America. And they whine over flagrant sexism. I am sick and fucking tired of it. I'm so sick and tired of these uninformed fuckwads calling me racist, sexist, Islamophobic, or homophobic. There's no basis for your fucking claims. You're simply consumed by your emotions. I'm sorry, but you've become emotional. Step the fuck off. Do you honestly believe that Hillary Clinton lost solely because she's a woman? It couldn't possibly have anything to do with the fact that she's a pathological liar who spent her entire life pursuing political power. Now, could it? Or maybe the fact that America's just not satisfied with her vision of America. You know, that America with open borders, higher taxes, and more bureaucracy and Washington fat cats telling us how to live our lives and spend our fucking money. It's not racist to want people to come into this country legally. And it's not sexist to want someone to have qualifications and ideas in order to win our support, not just a vagina. And progressive leadership in big urban cities hasn't pulled the black community out of poverty. In fact, they've worsened it and failed them. We want to acknowledge that. We want everyone to prosper. And guess what? That's not racist. And as for being sexist, I'm sorry, but all issues are women's issues. I have no idea why liberals continue to separate them. Do you really believe that we only care about vaginas, boobs, and killing our offspring? Seriously? What the fuck? Liberals assumed that women were going to vote for Hillary based on simply those reasons. Now that is what I call sexist. You know what? Women care about the economy and national security. We care about the almost 20 million, I'm sorry, 20 trillion dollars of national debt. We care about the erosion of our freedoms and we care about the future of the Supreme Court. And you know what? The list goes on and on and on. And you know what? We care about more than just our vaginas and our boobs. Although I have to say my boobs are pretty awesome. But we're fucking sick and tired of the political establishment crapping all over the Constitution and treading on our liberty. We're sick of them refusing to uphold the rule of law. We're sick of being told that this is as good as it gets. We want economic freedom. We want to keep more of our hard-earned money in our pockets. We want health care premiums that aren't as much as a fucking mortgage payment. 
And we want people to enter our country legally. We believe in peace through strength. All you liberals whining over our demise, get the fuck over yourselves. You're clueless. We were founded on the novel idea that we were endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. Rights that cannot be given or taken away by a governing authority. That was about individual liberty. We reject government force and coercion, votes, favors, political power. That's the cycle of every progressive politician. And guess what? We're fucking sick of it. We're for economic prosperity, individual responsibility, fiscal responsibility, less government, more freedoms. We're sick of the liberal do-gooders shoving their bullshit agenda down our throat and calling us bigots when we try to reject their idiotic ideas. We're sick of them scoffing at the principles of liberty. And guess what? Donald Trump is America's middle finger to the media, Hollywood elites, and everyone else in the fucking world who hates our guts. All right, my dear listeners, as you can see, I'm just getting started with today's topic. And before I get too far into it, I need to take a moment and possibly a Xanax. And we need to visit our sponsors and maybe check out a little music. You're listening to Big Trouble in Little Vagina. I'm still very, very naughty, Nicole. And this is Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta. So meet me back here after the break, my sweet little heathen. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. And welcome back, Renegade Nation Atlanta. As you can tell, I've taken a Xanax and I'm cooling off a little bit. If you're just tuning in, though, this is still Big Trouble in Little Vagina, and I'm still the very naughty Nicole. And today, we're talking about all the belly aching from the Special Snowflake Brigade. And I hope that during the break that you took a few moments for yourself to check out the vast selection of adult toys, movies, and oh so much more over at Adam and Eve Toys. Because I promise you this, Adam and Eve Toys will always treat you right. And don't forget to use special offer code BABE69. They've got a hell of a deal for you renegade listeners. Now, I know I'm coming down a little bit hard on the special snowflakes. But I am so sick and tired of the trophy just for showing up crew. And honestly, I think you out there in the Renegade Nation, you're sick of it too. So let's forget about all the why and start focusing on stuff that's a little bit more important. 
Because there are going to be endless articles and shows and armchair analysis that are going to focus on why did we elect Donald Trump? The truth of the matter is, I think each of us already knows why. Because we're sick and tired. So let's not waste one single precious moment listening to the ad nauseum of the people that are still stuck on what does this all mean and why did we do this? Come on, guys, let's move on to what needs to be done now. We need to focus our energies on protecting those of this society that are marginalized, and we need to make a more just society overall. Now, it's understandable how you might allow the waves to overtake you and maybe wallow in the depression. And you know what? It is human to feel demoralized and even overwhelmed. But you have to move past assuming that this choice was made as an embrace of hate rhetoric or divisive policies and look for the bigger picture. See, you got to look and see that the choice was really more about moving away from the establishment and looking towards someone that has a proven track record and maybe some fresh ideas that are going to help every American. I am so sick and tired of seeing stories where the assumption is that Trump is this big catalyst that's going to start the fucking apocalypse. You guys, this man is is a fucking billionaire. And you know what? I tend to think that he might have an idea of how to take something that's failing, like our economy, and turn it into something that might just be a winning economy. Let's accept that he might have a new take on things, and let's give him the opportunity to belay those fears and concerns some of us have. Instead of us jumping off into the deep end of the ocean and assuming that this is the beginning of the end, I promise you this, I will tell you when it's the beginning of the end. I promise when the zombie apocalypse comes, I am there for you. I promise. So can we simply give the man a chance to tell us what he's going to do for us? Now, I'm with you and I understand there is still the problem of the stupid things that come out of this man's mouth. I am behind you 100% on that because seriously put a muzzle on him. But we all knew that he was not a polished politician going in. And we can all admit that the media was twisting a great deal of what he was saying. I think we can all agree that the very first thing that needs to be done is someone needs to polish that turd into something a little bit more presentable to the rest of us. But we still need to move past the hate and anger and come together as a nation. Let's be strong. We need to focus our energies in a more productive way and realize that this change has set in motion to bring about a more stable government for us all. So let's put away the weapons and overinflated grief and be big boys and girls and realize that we need to put these energies to good use. And guess what? It has to start now. There are so many things that we can do to create a successful pathway for ourselves and for the years to come. And here's just a few things that I thought up that might be a better use of our time. First of all, it's about being positive. 
Transition is always based on the idea that climate change, peak oil, or a financial meltdown are leading us to the mother of all social crises. Is that right? Is that the right word? Crises? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. But rather than creating yet more gloom and doom, the movement promotes an all-singing, all-dancing approach to finding a way forward. You know what? Let's party like it's the end of time. And you know what? It's about making connections and working those connections. Making links between people who won't usually see eye to eye, but who can work on maybe shared projects, even when they may have very different reasons for doing it. And one of the best things I ever heard was, how do you connect a redneck with a hippie? (laughs) Which is funny, because if you knew some of my friends, some of them are rednecks and some of them are hippies. But the best way to bring them together is a Willie Nelson concert. And if you take the Willie Nelson concert as a metaphor for a time and a place where different sections of society can come together as one, you know what? We need as many of those things as possible. And weed. We need lots of weed. Thank God California made it legal. You know, it's working when somebody can say something like, All the things that this is basically doing line up with what we're trying to do, which is create this. So it's always great to focus on the positive and try to make these interesting connections between people. You learn more that way. And you know what? It's also about making space for those who have different visions of the future. To put it mildly, not everybody finds motivation in the egalitarian ethos of imminent social breakdown necessitating greater frugality and more sharing caring with the emphasis on the local. I'm telling you right now, I can't live with the ambiguity of pending disaster. Let me know when shit's really going down and then I'll get involved. So remember, be active in your community. Whether it's issues like marriage equality, fighting climate change, or welcoming refugees or other immigrants, much of the progress that we're going to see is going to start at a local level, in our neighborhoods and cities and states. We need to support and grow the organizations that do the work and commit our time and energy to helping them accomplish goals. And you know what? Simply donating our money is not going to be enough anymore. You got to remember these things. Organizations fighting for civil rights and social justices already exist in our communities. Take the time now to research who is providing for essentials like food and water security, education, shelter, legal representation, and policy advocacy on behalf of people at risk. Commit to showing up to help. We all have an overwhelming number of obligations in our lives, our families, friends, our works, everything. It's hard to give up one night a week where we might be able to spend it, I don't know, hanging out watching Netflix. But if it's the night of the city council meeting or when your local elected official has a public hearing, guess what? It's time to show up. Building real sustainable infrastructure to protect those in need is a job that can't be done virtually or remotely. You have to be there. And you know what? Start fundraising. Once you've found the organization that's going to do work in your community that you feel committed to, 
commit what resources you can to supporting them and begin helping them come up with ways to be sustainable over the long term. Local businesses are going to be key to providing necessary resources, whether that's in-kind offerings or simple funding. And the time to capture their good intentions is right now, while they're still feeling the full weight of Trump's win. If companies in your community say that they want to do the right thing, then give them a chance to. And most importantly, and probably the one thing that I want you to take from today's episode, take care of yourself and others. It's going to take a long time for us to get there, and there's going to be other demoralizing moments along the way. We'll get tired, we're going to get afraid, and we're going to be exhausted. And when we're not, we have to help those around us who are. And with that, we've come to the end of yet another episode. And I do hope that you enjoyed today's ride. Maybe you learned a little something, or maybe you just like listening to me rant. And if you did, don't hesitate to let me know either way. I would absolutely love to hear from you, and you can still find me at my website, www.nicoledelacroix.com, or on Twitter at at Nicole Delacroix. And if you're enjoying listening to me, well then pick up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional Confidential Admissions from Social Media. It's available now on Amazon.com and all other major booksellers. I promise you, it's very funny. That's our time for today, and I want to thank you for joining me for Big Trouble in Little Vagina here on Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta. And don't forget to join me next time so we can get down and dirty. Until then, remember in the immortal and very wise words of Socrates, or anybody who's a Bill and Ted fan, Socrates, the secret of change is to focus all your energy, not on fighting the old, but in building the new. See you next time, my precious little heathen. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio.